serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave david and connor dave stevens david sterling connor ennis i am tony pervenanzi it is sunday guys on our sunday night after the loons uh lost skc last night to uh kick themselves out of the playoffs i think lost uh, is a pretty polite word there tony well we'll, we'll get into that Connor. we'll get into yeah. it we'll get into it uh before we get into the, the the shitty parts of this podcast let's talk about good things okay exactly. uh good things was uh connor your uh your son austin turned two had a little yeah. birthday party today at the playground uh what's this place called the uh, playground, playground incorporated Plaza. Playground okay. Plaza up in Maple Grove, uh, just um, uh, only a couple blocks away from Omni. I think you told me today, right. Tony. Um, it was, yeah. yep, yep. Um, but yeah, it was great. We uh, we there, there were like twelve kids there, and they all just got on that big giant uh, trampoline thingy, um, and a couple playgrounds, and played some soccer, and had some fun. It was a lot of cool. It was a lot of cool fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I stopped by for a little bit. It was a pretty cool little place in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have kids of that age anymore, so I'm not really into that anymore. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by anyway, though. Yeah, no problem, man. That was awesome. It's kids. Did you, did, you, kids. did you have fun on the playground then, Tony, as well, or bounce? I did. No, it says uh, the bouncy thing actually says, uh, "Please do not." What does it say, Connor? Don't use if you're not physically fit. And I was yeah, like, yeah, that's right. I shouldn't, really, yeah. I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't use this then. I shouldn't use this. Um, yeah, the kids are all having fun today. It was nice. Um, and yeah, like Connor said, it's two blocks away from, from Omni. So after I stopped by there, I stopped by Omni to pick up what I'm, what I'm drinking tonight and uh, had a beer there. Um, I was telling Connor earlier, we were talking about going to Omni. Uh, they used to do their Sunday or Saturday morning or Sunday morning premiere uh, league uh, watching. They'd open up early. They do not do that anymore. Um, they didn't have the turnout that uh, they wanted to get, which is kind of sad because they did it once and it was it was fun. You know, yeah. I wish they would keep doing it. Um, there were kind of there was probably like what ten people there when we were there. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like it was like we had about it wasn't packed for sure, but uh, it was it was probably like and, 10 and when they did that, what time did they open then? What time did you guys get there? Well, the game I think started at like nine eight o'clock I think was eight, it eight or nine they yeah. they opened at eight they opened for the first okay. i was gonna game. say clearly yeah obviously there's games that start at six there's games that start at 11 or even later in some cases but i was mm-hmm. curious about that but yeah i suppose there'd also... be a bit of a lull between that morning even if you get 10 to 15 or whatever how many people mm-hmm. there might be a lull between when their normal crowds start kind of piling in because they didn't close did they or did they close periodically no. Yeah. No, it was they were open from then and then till whatever. They she also told me they did not renew their premiere pack. I'm sure they had to buy a special TV package yeah. to do it. So I don't know how much that costs. So who knows what if that went into it as well. But it's kind of sad. Um well, I wonder so, if they could just so. subscribe to Peacock or something. Like uh because yeah. Peacock has all the Premier League games on there now. Yeah, because I mean it is a it is a shame actually because I don't know about you guys now that the loons are knocked out of the the playoffs and their season's over you know now is about the time that I tend to uh, switch to kind of following the Premier League a little closer than I normally would especially when mm-hmm. the loons are gone so, yeah, yeah that's a shame exactly right 
Um, so yeah, kind of had that going on today. I was free this weekend. My family went out to uh, house House on the Rock in uh, Wisconsin, the middle of Wisconsin. Enjoyed themselves out there. Um, funny story from that was, I guess, uh, they stayed at the American uh, right outside of what town it was in, uh, Dodgeville or something like that. And uh, I guess uh, some people in the group wanted to go back to the pool because they got to the pool and they went to the pool like at seven o'clock. They got out at like eight and the pool didn't close to like 10 or 11. Uh, some people in the group went back to the pool and the pool was closed because somebody had pooped in it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So there was a floater. That's there was a floater. A floater in the pool. So Did yep. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um I can't say I've ever had that seen that before, but I guess it I guess it happened. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. The only time I've seen it fortunately is on the movie on a movie, obviously. That's right. But... That's right. Uh Dave, you're back from the Toronto area. Yeah, I am. Uh, I was there. uh just got back uh, yesterday afternoon, actually, Saturday afternoon as we talk here. But uh, yeah, I was up in Peterborough, Canada, which is about an hour, just under an hour and a half east of Toronto. So, nice. old Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, David, you've just been hanging out, right? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I haven't done anything this weekend. I mean, I went to a brewery today, but yeah. other than that, mm -hmm. yep, that's kind that's of weekend. But that kind of weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kinda, it was kind of uh, cold here right now. So, yeah, well, was it like the seventies, eighties? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Okay, that feels, I, it's so bad it's for you. It, you know, the last mm -hmm. at least, obviously, I haven't been in Minnesota, you know, this week, but I got back yesterday, and it sounds like the weather has been pretty good here lately. So I'd call it like it was warm today. It was what almost fifty-five or sixty or something like oh, that. I think it got up to sixty no. today. Yeah, yeah. Also, get up near seven, near seventy tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, we yeah. did the did the last uh, uh, patio beer at uh, Boondocks on Friday. Because it was 68 and sunny, it was fantastic. We won, won 400 bucks on pull tabs, so wow. it was nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's winter is winter is coming, guys. Winter is coming. Um, speaking of winter coming, let's talk about beers because in the winter time, you know, we all start to like change up our. Well, some of us do. Dave changes up his beers in the winter time. Um, I don't really do that, but Dave does. But uh, I'll go first since I was at Omni today. I picked up one of their new beers. It's called uh, Groot Scootin Boogie. And that is G-R-U-I-T. Oh. Um, so it's a historical beer uh, with Groot and ancient herb ailed. It's an ode to a very old style beer style, Groot. Which is based on the idea of a spring cocktail. With maple syrup, lemon juice, and rested on sage and thyme. So, it's a very interesting drink, guys. You can taste the sweetness of the lemon over the sweetness of the maple syrup. You can't really taste any sage or thyme in there, but the maple syrup and the lemon juice kind of does this weird thing. It's refreshing. Uh, it is a little bit, uh, a little darker, uh, yeah. but... Uh, it's not bad. I think it comes in at like 5%. So. Sounds really different. interesting. Yeah, something different, you know. 
It's not a slammer by any means, more of a sipper, but it's good stuff. You know, Omni makes some good beers. Hmm. So I just want to also uh, mention my wife uh, said she has a present for me uh, that she bought in Wisconsin. I said, hey, what is it? She's like, well, it has to do with beer. I said, hmm. well, uh, did you did you get me something good? Of course she did. She got me, of course, guys, Spotted Cow. Glarus. Yeah. Spotted yeah. Cow. Got me Spotted Cow. Got me Spotted Cow. So. Should have gotten you a Packers bottle koozie or something. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. The new Glarus in the koozie. Sure. Why not? I don't, I, yeah. We're not talking football today because, well, I mean, there was a great game yesterday, right, Dave? I mean, we did. Yeah. No, I, I'm still basking over the uh, the wonderful mm-hmm. victory that we mm-hmm. had uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Of course, I'm not talking about the Loons match. We're talking about Minnesota going down to Iowa City and winning, mm-hmm. beat Iowa for the first time in Iowa City for the first time since 1999. Since been I was a long in time. college, I don't. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I age myself, but yeah, it's been a long time. long time. In fact, it's been it's been seven. I think it had been seven years since Minnesota beat Iowa anywhere you know, home or away. So we haven't had Floyd for a while, but he's back in town. Yeah. So yeah, at least, at least I had that going for me yesterday, but uh, before the, and, uh, leave it to the golfers to come out with a commemorative shirt about the victory. Oh, I mean, yeah. why don't we act like <laughs> we've been there before? I don't <laughs> yeah. really need a shirt. Yeah. But the fact is we haven't you been there for a while. It, yeah. We haven't know, been there I for guess. a while. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. We haven't. Been yeah. There. yeah. No, in mm-hmm. fact, it's not the type of shirt that I would buy. But, you know, mm-hmm. now, you know, Minnesota's actually beat Wisconsin in back-to-back years for the first time in a long time. And yeah. uh, it's not the type of thing that I'd buy, but I got a Christmas present. My parents got me, you know, one of the commemorative shirts that said the score. And that was kind of the first thing that I think. It's like, okay, it shows, you know, 2021, you know, 20 to 13 or whatever the score was. It's like, okay. You know, it's like, yeah, that's great. I, I was happy in the moment, but it's not like I'm going to, you know, wear that shirt, you know proudly like because it is a little bit embarrassing yeah you make you you, you beat somebody you got to make a shirt that's a good point Tony but commemorative shirts not no let's not do that so uh Connor what are you drinking tonight I am drinking a uh well I know we I, I know we tend not to go toward breweries that are a little bit bigger in the area but I was low on beard and and uh forgot to pick some up on the way home so I uh, have myself a Summit Triumphant Session a IPA, um, uh-huh. and uh, so it's a it, it's a it's a good beer. I mean, it's only four percent. It's not gonna knock me out, you know. But um, you know, it's got like uh, <clears throat> it's very fruity. Um, with I I would say it's got it's it's very fruity and it's got some bitterness to it too. So it's it has a nice balance, um, and. It's kind of ironic that I'm using it for this podcast because it is is called the beer for the triumphant. So seeing as uh, seeing as the loons lost yesterday and the Packers Mm. lost today, it's not uh, not looking too great. So I need to do something to feel triumphant today. You want to feel good about yourself? Yes, yes. Yeah, Uh, uh, it hasn't been a great weekend for us. Yeah, Uh, David, what do you got from the land of Florida? I have uh, from. Fort Myers Brewing, the um, one of their newer hazy IPAs called the Mosaic Grouper. I picked this one because it represents the mosaic 
of very bad things that happened last night in the match. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Sorry, I was reaching for something there. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is pretty, this is pretty good. It um, it's, a, it's a hazy. It's a really smooth 6% ABV. Um, this would probably knock some people on their butts because it's you would never think you're drinking a beer over like four and a half, five percent. Um so get a couple of these in the uh, an empty stomach and you'll be feeling pretty good. Right. Um nope. yeah I I think this is one of the better hazies that I've had in in the recent few months. So that was good. I, I think this is the one that I had taken a picture of and sent to you guys and said I was going to use it on the next podcast. And then last podcast, I decided to do the that messy beer instead. I think it's mm -hmm. that one. So, mm -hmm. yeah, fantastic. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking in it? Well, I, I don't have a new brewery and I don't have a new beer, but I have certainly one of my favorites. I think you guys all like it. I got a beer from Indeed Brewing Company in Minneapolis. I ended up going with their pistachio cream ale. So, yeah, Ooh. cream ales. I was drinking a ton of those earlier this year, earlier this year as you know, and uh, cream ales are some of my favorite. You know, it's not maybe it's not quite Castle Danger, but obviously, Indeed, it's one of their mainstays, the pistachio cream ale. They do a great job with it especially if you like pistachios. In fact, I was on sitting in first class on my flight home from Toronto yesterday. I, I had to toss that in, but it's not, I, I don't, even with my, I don't get first class nearly as much as I used to. So now it's kind of a big deal when I do get it. So big oh, enough that I have to bring it up. But anyways, yeah. I was sitting, sitting on the plane, had some pistachios as, as it's a short flight from Toronto. It's only about an hour and a half, but I had some pistachios on the way home and not something I normally get. But I just had them and, you know, I was like, wow, th these are good. So sure enough, when I need to stop and get some beer for tonight's podcast, I saw the pistachio cream ale and I said, oh, that'd be perfect. Cream ale, pistachio essence. It's so smooth, easy drinking. It's five and a half percent. So not too bad. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, wait. I actually got the pumpkin spice pistachio cream ale. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did I, not. I, I really did. Oh. I, I, you know I had to do it. I had oh. to do it. Son of a bitch. It is I October, know. people. It, hey, you know, mm. this might be the last last podcast we do in October. So I figured I had mm. if I wasn't gonna do it now, then I was never gonna do mm. it. So it's not the first time I've, as you guys know, I've can you kick him off? Just kick him off. <laughs> mute, mute, mute. Yeah, I couldn't resist. I saw it. I just mm. couldn't resist. It's it's tis the season. Not that I get overly crazy by any stretch by pumpkin spice, but I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, if you can tolerate a little pumpkin spice in your life, putting it with a pistachio cream ale um, is actually pretty, pretty ingenious because mm. it does of course have that pumpkin spice, that bready taste and, I don't know. I think it works really good. I'm not going to say it's as good as the straight pistachio cream ale, but tis the season, like I said. And so I knew I had to do it. So there you go. All right. Well, there you go. There's the one pumpkin spice we're going to have on this damn podcast this year. That's it. Well, guys, great beers all around. One, I think we're only allowed one per year. I'm pretty sure I had one on the on the on the show last year too. So yeah, that's I it. Think, no more. I think, no yeah, more. one per year is allowed. No, no more. That's right. Um, before we get into the game, guys, uh, I brought this up for the podcast. I do have the little piece of paper I wrote down all our predictions on right here. Let's go over them right now because on. we actually we got some things right. We did. 
I mean, we could call ourselves prognosticators, I guess. And we got some things uh, wrong as well. But uh... yeah, we did. We did. We did. <laughs> so in terms of standings, uh, Connor had the loons coming in ninth, which they didn't do. Uh, Dave had him coming in tenth, which they didn't. They were close. Uh, David had him coming in twelfth, close. I had him coming in eleventh. I was right on the money there. Hey, so we hey. were we were right in the range of where we thought they would end up, and they did end up in that kind of lower tier range. Uh, here's the crazy thing: uh, we did some like bold predictions about the, the season. David said Heath was going to get uh, fired, mm. and David, yeah. Yeah. good job, David. There you go. He did get fired. Yep. Uh, Dave said the uh, team was going to score uh, more goals than they ever scored in their lives. The score in, like fifty-two their, goals. More goals. They were going <laughs> to score more goals than they have in their MLS existence, and they did not. Although, I mean, with forty-six, it wasn't way off, but they certainly no. did not set a new no. mark. Uh, I said Hassani Dotson was going to have a breakout season. He really didn't. He was used no. a lot, but he, he was important. Much. He, was he wasn't bad. He was just not. He was just not yeah. important. Yeah. If I if I had said that Bongi was going to have a breakout season, we could well, have said yeah, that would have been nice. But I didn't. Oh, wait, no. Wait a minute, Connor. I, 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 I just okay, said important. He was important. You said he's not important. I would say he was important part of this. Important club. was the wrong word. Yes. Uh, um. I, I would say you know Dotson. He was used a lot, and he was. Uh, he, he definitely didn't have a bad season, but not by any by any means a breakout and, season. And and I, how I many? Think- I think he was important because he was the only healthy body that could play in the midfield. True, true, exactly. Yeah, true. And how many times during broadcasts over the course of the season did you hear announcers say he's the Swiss Army knife of this team? Yeah, oh yeah, I think right. we heard it like three. We heard it three or four times last night. I think at, at least so. somebody but else no, listens but, to the podcast. Yeah. So, but I mean, there, there's something you said about that, David. Like you mentioned, I mean, he was used. He was needed. So, yeah. Uh, and. Finally, Connor said that the Loons would reach the semifinals of the League's Cup. I wasn't far off. We no, went to the, got to the quarterfinals. Not yeah. far. Off. Yeah. Oh, that, that was off. a good. That was a good prediction, Connor. I forgot mm-hmm. you had made that one. So yeah, almost mm-hmm. just a game away. Darn. Oh yeah. So we made some good predictions, guys. I mean, we was we were kind of, <laughs> and we were right all in the we same crazy. ballpark. We were, we weren't obviously when we made those predictions. It was it must have been just before the start of the regular season. Um, at that point, I think we probably all mentioned that we, we probably didn't think Reynoso was going to be coming back. And hence we most, most of us predicted they'd fall outside of the playoff line, which they, uh, mm-hmm. ultimately ended up doing so. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think if, unfortunately, I think if we all knew that Reynoso was going to come back after 15 games, those, those numbers, you know, might've been a little higher, but potentially our predictions, yeah. I should yeah. say, but yeah. as it yeah. turned out, but Heath got fired and they did not make the playoffs. So here we go. They did. Uh, so moving on, guys, to last night's game in SKC. Um, huge game. Uh, decision day. Uh, SKC or the Loons. I mean, either of those teams wins and a couple other teams lose. Whoever wins last night's game gets into the playoffs. So it's big. It's a big match. It's win, you know, win and you're pretty much guaranteed to be in. Yeah, not so, guaranteed, almost. but, but oh, we, we had touched pretty on Pretty high there probability were, that you the, get the, the, There yeah. was three teams. It was San Jose, Portland, and... Dallas. And Dallas. Mm-hmm. You, we needed The uh, the Loons needed one of those teams to lose or draw, yeah. and, and a, a winner out of the SKC-Minnesota match would be yeah. in. And that's ultimately what happened for uh, 
Kansas City, of course. It was Portland that lost. And I think that was the one we had all had circled. You know, a, mm-hmm. Portland, you know, playing a Houston team that was certainly had something to play for, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to maintain a home playoff game, which they did. And so that's yeah. what happened. So, yeah, it was yeah. Um, it, w- it was interesting, though, coming into it. So it was basically like, you know, Minnesota could have finished. Kansas City could have finished as high as seventh. They didn't. Dallas ended up winning and finished in seventh. But could have finished as high as seventh and not even have to play in that playing game. So basically it was, it was most likely Minnesota, you know, was in a playoff match last night and then they would have been in another, you know, one-off playoff yeah. game the following week or week day, I should say. But cause it's one of those things that you, that you, they saw that, okay, we all know Minnesota has never beaten sporting Kansas city in Kansas city, you know, during the regular season of the MLS. However, they did win a playoff match down there when they made the run to the Western Conference uh, finals. So I kind of said, well, oh, well, throw those numbers. And the commentators made the same comment, but throw those numbers out out the window. Minnesota has proven they can win there in, you know, a high leverage environment. And they, uh, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't too worried before, you know, before it kicked off, but uh, that quickly yeah. changed. I think well, I was I was terribly worried before kickoff because I once the that. lineup came out, well, let's talk I about had, with the Christmas tree lineup. Like, yeah. yeah, I had deja vu of Adrian Heath in the U.S. Open Cup final. Um, with with leaving Bongi on the bench, yes, mm-hmm. I just did not completely understand, and in hindsight, really don't understand. Um, why such a move would be made it it just did not make any sense to me and as soon as i saw that i was like okay you can't stretch the field you have zero speed on counter mm-hmm. the announcers made a good point franco brings in some stability especially in possession but you have to score a goal and we don't really play that well when we maintain possession. So it didn't make any sense to me, really. Um, so I was I was actually pretty yeah. concerned with that. You know, you know, for some reason, yeah. I, You know, Friday, Saturday morning, I, I wasn't too concerned. I don't know why. I, I Like we all talked, I think, you know, we were all, Connor, you made the comment. You said, you know, when we found out basically – what you know what was needed a win and then a win a, you know a loss or a draw by the three teams we mentioned earlier but and you made the comment well i'm kind of you know the hardest part is going to be getting the victory and and then i started thinking and certainly to the lineups i think i i was also concerned when i saw that both you know johnny russell and and pulito were coming at, coming you know they were injured coming back but they were both in the starting lineup uh for kansas city and that kind of scared me more more because every time that those two have been in the lineup they beat minnesota of course and so it well, was russell's off. just a pain in the johnny ass. russell yeah johnny I, russell's uh, fucking hate the guy. i and yeah. you know maybe you know maybe i have in, in some ways it's probably good but i guess i have a short memory when it comes to games because i had forgotten that kansas city you know i'd already beat minnesota twice this year alone this being the third last night being the third match so yeah i forgot about the other match well because um, that was that was in the U.S. Open, right? I don't think so. I think it was in MLS. They played twice in MLS uh, regular season this year, and the, oh, the, they did the goals. No, yeah, the they goal... played through. They played against each other three times this year. Yeah, no. and goals and no. coming into this game, uh, we're about to talk about talk about that. You know, it was Kansas City had four goals scored versus Minnesota's zero. So, 
it's mm-hmm. kind of a one-sided affair this year, unfortunately. Uh, As unfortunately it has been for most of the MLS campaign for Minnesota, but unfortunately, when you play that Christmas tree, guys, uh, it's way too early in the season to be playing Christmas tree. Way too early. That Christmas creep has got to stop. You know, yeah. it's not even not even Halloween yet. Not even Halloween. What's, what's, what's that, Macaulay thinking? Yeah. Unlike last year, when the MLS Cup playoffs stretched into December, they won't this year. Save it for December. Let's not see that Save again. December. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, what David brought up is correct. Uh, it was uh, uh, Boggy not being in there, Franco getting the start. And, of course, he had the three midfielders, you know, Gregus, Trapp, and Dotson. And then in the back, he he went with the Valentin and Debassi uh, on the wings, which tells you all I need to know about how Macaulay thinks of the young other two, the DJ Taylor and uh, the uh, – what's his name? Oh, uh, what's the other uh, – Winger, um, talking about from England. Uh, oh, Bristol. Bristol. or fullbacks you're talking about? Yeah, Bristol. fullback. Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. Bristol who wasn't yeah. Bristol who, who wasn't, wasn't even, on the, even on the bench last year. Yeah, right. Which, which I mean, that's maybe one of the things that we thought he got right, like you know, last week. You know, when mm-hmm. when they need you know need the big win, he they same no changes in in the uh, mm-hmm. fullback. So I mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think um, this this whole eleven. Outside of Bongi, I liked the eleven. I, I did not like the formation. Um, I, again, it was another one of those things. Of, it was very Heath esque. Why are mm-hmm. you changing up our play, our game plan for literally the most important match of the season well, at this point? Yeah, I mean, maybe right. maybe yeah. he looked back and 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 thought, well, they, we haven't had success against Sporting Kansas City this year or in many years for that matter. Maybe he thought he'd try something different. I, hey, yeah, not, maybe, but here's you know. the thing: I'm not justifying the, the formation. I'm just saying, trying to get in his mind a little bit. But here's the know. thing, though: he he did try something different for uh for the LA Galaxy game. Uh, it may have still been the four four two three one, but he switched up the positioning of the players a bit, and that mm-hmm. definitely worked against the LA Galaxy. Now, Sporting Kansas City is a better yeah. team than the mm-hmm. LA Galaxy. But yeah, it, I, you could still make that work. And I don't... So it's another one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But of course, we all yeah. know that's not the case for Minnesota. And it, yeah, Connor, you're you're right. You know, if you're going to change it up, change it up within what we're accustomed to. Yeah. You know, I think right. we initially... I think before the match even started, I said something about Ray being... He's going to be stuck on the right, and he got isolated heavily on the right for a while. And then I was saying, well, maybe if they can transition into the attack and and shift into a four two three one for the attack, that might work. And it Ray did start finally getting centrally um, located uh, on when we actually had the ball, but it's just it, it didn't make sense to me. I I, I just. Yeah. I had a very, very bad feeling from the the moment the ball was kicked because of all um, of that change. Let's let's talk about the start of the game, guys. I wasn't. I don't think any of us were impressed in the beginning of this game. No. Um, no. I just if they didn't look they didn't look right. They didn't look right all game, and you could sense that from the first twenty minutes. They just didn't look like they were playing their game. Right. No, no. And yeah, what, sports, what David brought up is correct. What David brought up is correct. Isolation, Ray, guys not being able to get forward. We saw uh, Frank Apane getting more forward than Pookie because Pookie's not that fast. 
we saw a lot of those things that were happening. Just, they, look, they look con- uh, just discombobulated. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he, what's worse is we actually had spurts of pretty good possession. Exactly. And we I didn't think, do I think, anything with yeah. the possession. I think yeah. through the first 25, I could be a little bit off, but generally speaking through the first, say, 20, 25, maybe even a half hour of this match, Minnesota actually held the possession edge, which if you watched, mm-hmm. I think the first 10 minutes, it was all sporting Kansas City on possession, which that's not necessarily a problem for this team. I think the problem right. in the first 10 minutes that I had was fine. We're comfortable without the ball. That's great. But when they did, you know, maybe have a chance to go on the counter, they could do nothing with it. We talked about low percentage passing, you know, in the first 10 minutes. And what was surprising, I guess what I'm getting at it is if you looked at the numbers after the first half hour, Minnesota actually had a slight edge in possession, had 90 percent passing, I think, by the half hour mark, which was stunning to me. But it was all meaningless. And it, it fine, you know, they just couldn't do anything on the counter. And, you know, I know David, you made the point of saying, and and Tony touched on it, that there just was nothing going. Franco was off sides for at least one of the, you know, good opportunities that they had, you know, with Pookie uh, just, there was nothing to show for it. So yeah, it was a really kind of painful game to watch. And then by the, by the 15th, 20th minute, Kansas city started putting on the pressure big time. And, you know, that's, the, that's the thing with playing counterattacking ball. There, There's a break, there's a break, right? I mean, you can allow possession um, quite a bit of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's great if you can counterattack, which we're actually pretty good at. We're good at bending, not breaking. But they were passing the ball around so much that it started feeling like a low-quality Tika Taka type play where it was so I don't want to say it was actually quality Tika Taka's type play. It was it was okay play, but they were passing the ball around so much that you just start getting lulled to sleep because they're being mm-hmm. precise with their passes, they're probing, they're finding weak spots. The defense was doing really well at closing yeah. it down, but they just kept possession. They just kept going and going and going. Yeah. And they lulled everybody to sleep. And then they were, then they actually ended up scoring on counters. But I think it's, it was like we, they, they, I don't know, maybe they gave us a false sense of security because we were doing so well at keeping them at bay. Mm-hmm. But they're such a patient team. And Vermes is so good with coaching that patience and just finding your moments yeah. that. And- we they took advantage of it finally. Yeah, they did, and then I think David, didn't you or me? I'm sorry if it was Tony or Connor, but I think you know the midfield is Swiss cheese or something along those lines mm-hmm. because it was Jan Gregus who, and I can't remember if he did it twice, but he had at least one terrible giveaway pri- prior to the goals being allowed. But it was basically mm-hmm. when SKC started turning up the pressure. So yeah, instead of Minnesota taking advantage of mistakes or or a giveaway, it was Sporting Kansas City that nearly could have scored earlier in this match really think you know yeah. thanks to some terrible giveaways i think it was unfortunate you know for for sporting kansas city that they didn't score we're lucky that they didn't score earlier than they did because it was always going to be you knew it guys it was always going to be whoever scores for first is going to have you know the foot on the throat of the other team because it you know at that point you know whether it was Minnesota that scored first or scored in Kansas City, you the opposing team then would know that they're going to need two game, two goals, sorry, 
to come out of this, you know, and, and have a chance at the playoffs. So yeah, that first goal was hugely important. So. Well, to go back to what David was saying a little bit here is I I realized that Vermees is very, very tactical and lulling you to sleep. But on the other side of it, you have to be tactical and kind of press them a little bit more than you were. You know what I mean? If they're going to try to do that to you, you got to press a little bit and you got to understand that that's a risk you have to take against an SKC team who likes to do this shit, right? And, and, and sometimes you're going to get you're going to get screwed, but sometimes you're actually going to get some counters and score a goal. And you know? and Dave pointed that out going into the second half that we needed to start pressing or pressuring them in some way. And now I missed a chunk of that beginning of the second half, but based on what I saw trying to rewatch some of it today, we never had urgency in no, this match. No, no, and I no, never. and that and and you know as we're talking about this game, you know, yeah, in the second half you're down by two. If if you don't have urgency there, because like I think I made the comment, I said I don't care if we lose by four or five goals. We need three at that point. Minnesota needed three goals, so you better have some urgency. But it's honestly, I wanted to see it, you know, from the opening kick. I wanted to see uh, maybe a, a desperation because it is a must-win game. I wanted to see it from the start, um, and we just didn't see it. I think it was unf- – I, I still don't – I'm still scratching my head when I looked at some of those numbers. I think they came down. I'll, I'll look at the final in a minute. But I just – it just seemed like, okay, you might have nine, ten passes in a row, but then – you know, when it really matters, when you're trying to push the ball forward, there was nothing. There was nothing. It was a lack of quality, I think. And maybe part of that was the formation. Maybe part of that was not having, you know, David, like you mentioned, Bongi speed available to this team early on. But it's just it was an uninspiring start to the game. And I, uh, you know, the whole entire first half, the whole game, uninspiring. I for- forgot to mention before this game started. Uh, Connor was actually at Brit's pub last mm, night. That's right. For the official, the official the uh, watch party. Watch party. Which yeah. is weird to me. They did it at Brit's and not at the Brew Hall. At that's Allianz what I was saying Field. last night. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, I feel like you know the they did it up in the um, uh, is it called the round room up there? Yeah, um, we've watched yeah. we've watched games. I uh, know we or some of us have watched games up there before. Yep. I feel like mm-hmm. it maybe was a 2018 opener or something like that. We watched there, but I know I was there for the 2017 opener. Uh, the, yeah, the, I got uh, a pint glass one. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I so, was. But yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was. It had a good turnout, and uh, you know, Bullseye the Target Dog showed up, and PK uh, showed up. The coolest, the coolest thing was that video you shared with us uh, of the actual stadium announcer. I believe it was. Yeah, you know, yeah. Announcing the starting lineup that that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah, I that yeah. was that totally caught me off guard. I didn't did not expect that at all. But yeah, he was sitting right behind us and uh, doing it completely live right there. Did so, he do anything during the game, or was it just to announce the starting line? Which was no, awesome. he uh, he did the the substitutions too. Oh, um, he nice. uh, he announced the substitutions when they were happening, and um, I, I you know I should have gone over and talked to him. Uh, I I can't believe I didn't, but uh, uh, but yeah, he uh, he did all that, and then he did the you know the final score announcement and the halftime score announcements, and uh, you know. Uh, it was kind of cool to to put a a voice uh, a voice to the face, you know, a face yeah. to the voice, um, whatever way that goes. Two questions for you, kind of regarding that. Mm-hmm. One, how many people were? Was it packed or was it like just? Kind it was of... pretty busy. Um, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I wouldn't call it packed, but um, 
but it was uh yeah there were probably a couple hundred over there um okay. yeah two two and then probably about one or two hundred and then then the reaction of the crowd in the first like half of this game we're, we're talking about right now were, was the people kind of like just down on them or were they excited about it or were they just kind of like this team doesn't look this team's looking like shit right now i mean yeah i mean what was the feeling I think uh, I think the crowd energy went down uh, quite a bit by the time that second that second goal was scored because mm-hmm. they scored the first and we were like okay we can still do this but yeah. then they scored the second one right away after that and we're like mm-hmm. we're done we're just it, it, we're, it, we're that, the second goal felt like a dagger and I mean even my just because of the, the way that way Minnesota's playing up until that point I mean one goal yeah. like I mentioned now you know you need two. But yeah, that second goal when now you know you needed three, I kind of resigned myself to the thought that, well, gosh, maybe we can at least spoil Kansas City's party and you know and come back and, right, and get come drunk. even at two. Oh. two. But, yeah, yeah. That um, been- Dave, so you were wondering what the numbers were. Yeah. Um, when it came to passing, we only had eight point eight percent of our passes went toward their okay. goal of at least okay. ten yards. Okay. So 39 of our 440 passes mm. did anything positive really. Okay. That's, yeah, cuz we, we were jo- I think I was joking about it like, oh, there was 10, 11, 12 passes yeah. in a row, but it wasn't progressive. It wasn't doing any good. And then when it really counted, they found a way to 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 go for those low percentage what I called low percentage, but it just doesn't work. And well, it just it's frustrating when you can watch Sporting Kansas City you know, kind of do the opposite. I don't know, David, if you have Sporting's numbers. Yeah, I was just going to look. The same category. Actually, they were felt... only they were only ten percent. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. I, well, maybe that's just the maybe I just bottom line they lost this game, and I, I just it doesn't it didn't feel that way to me. It felt like Can- Sporting Kansas City was much more successful in that category. But... Well, you know, I think also it's you know choosing your moments, right? I mean, you, we have if you consider. The fact that Sporting had few, one fewer pass than us. Um, they had just slightly higher percent of, you know, progressive passes. They just chose their moments to do it. You know, we were talking about Young Greg, who's had two nasty giveaways, but he was one of the best passers on the team, statistically. Mm-hmm. So well. if you think about if you think about the negative passes that he made. They just were really bad, right? Yeah. I mean, it, they they cost us. So it's it's choosing the moments and it's just doing with it, you know, what you what you have to when you have to. And that's something we've always been terrible with. Um, it always seems like we're, you know, getting lucky on something or we're working hard to get something. We're never able to take advantage of a moment when it's there. I think we've had a few of those, you know, like high pressure plays um, by somebody up top on the defense. They get a ball, they get a free ball, and they get a goal. Like maybe just a couple this season. Like we're never able to take advantage of moments. Yeah. We have to work really hard to get something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that, that's, you nailed it. That I mean, that's it. You, I mean, if you're if you didn't watch this game last night, if you're just looking at the box score, box score, if you're just looking at the stats, they're, yeah. they're fairly even. And yeah, it, and, it looks good. 
It, and it, but it was anything but if you were watching this game, this was not an even game. It, it felt like Kansas City dominated it from start to finish. Like, yeah, yeah, the stats, the stats do lie on this. Um, they do because yeah. if you watched the game last night, you saw a Loons team that just didn't have it last night in the, in the most important match of the season. Um, and uh, as much as I hate Johnny fucking Russell, um, <laughs> he's the guy who pretty much daggered us twice. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of funny, guys. We we, we we talk about, we do our predictions at the start of the season, which we talked about earlier in the podcast, how we thought this team was going to end up shitty, right? And remember the first half of the season when we didn't have Ray and we're kind of winning some games like one and nothing or two to yeah, one, yes. and we're kind of yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, we don't, yeah. we don't, we don't. And then Ray comes back and – this, the midseason kind of looks it looks okay. We have Lee's Cup. It, he came back. It looked, it looked strong. Yeah, it looked, looked very strong. strong. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like the wheels, I the last two months, guys, the wheels just came off this team. Yeah. And as much as we were excited for uh Heath to get finally get the boot and Macaulay to come in and kind of maybe change this team up a little bit, we did see some sparks of life the last couple weeks. But this game just shows you that this team is just it's just down in the dumps right now. And yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. it's it's and it's a it's quite and quite frankly, this was a long time coming. I think the last couple of seasons were a lot like this. And mm-hmm. I, I you know, I was watching MLS uh, you know, season pass, MLS three sixty, I think they call it. And you know, Montreal kind of if if anybody watched that, Montreal ended up basically watching uh, the New York Red Bulls get a penalty kick in, you know, added time mm-hmm. score, you know, and then converted. It was uh, John Tolkien, I believe, that converted the penalty kick. And Montreal's literally their game is over. They're watching it on on an iPad. They see it, yeah. and you know, damn, they're they're knocked out of the playoffs. It's got to feel terrible. But the comment, the you know, basically the comments the announcers were making and and the people in the studio were making is, is yes, it's crushing to watch that. It's crushing for Minnesota to know that on decision day they had a chance to to make the playoffs with a victory. But the bottom line is, you look at this season. How many points were dropped in the second half of games? How many how many wins became draws? How many draws became losses? It's not just about last night. It's about all season, really. Especially right. down the stretch, the last month or two of this season was was just terrible. You can pick any yeah. game on the calendar and say they should have done better here. They. Sh- they should have been done better there to not even be in this position. And that's just the way it is, Tony. So yeah, good summary of that. It's just very disappointing season. Honestly, even though they made the playoffs last year, it wasn't a great season last year either. It's just, we're, we're, yeah. we're stuck in a rut here. Something has to change and something has changed obviously. Yeah, with heat exactly. Backing, but so. Yeah. Dave, I mean, you're, you're right on with everything right there. I mean, it's the month of September was atrocious and it wasn't atrocious because we got no points it was atrocious because of how we got no points and Mm -hmm. you summarized it already on that reaction but exactly and we have backed into the playoffs i think multiple seasons Mm -hmm. right yeah maybe we get to the playoffs more than any team consecutively but we have backed in almost every single year that we go to the playoffs and that's yeah. not that's not a positive thing. Hell, and no, luckily, it, the biggest change, I think the biggest impact of that 
is the person that's no longer here. So yeah, some, something, you know, something had to change. He's been here for a long yeah. time as far as coaches go, you know, the, yeah, it, something had to change. Something did change. We'll see what that brings. It, it's not necessarily, it, it doesn't mean 2024 is going to be a better season, but I mean, right. we've had enough of this. So that's we have, sure. I mean, we, we could be in Atlanta who gets a yeah. coach and it's terrible and we end up yeah. dumping them mid season. And we have a lot, a lot of things they, that need to be thought through this offseason, not only about guys who are potentially leaving, but guys who are staying. Uh, Reynoso is one of those guys. I mean, is <laughs> is the new coaching staff or whoever coming in here, are they going to be like, yeah, we want Reynoso, or are we going we gonna to dump somebody else? We're trying to get money off them, you know, make our money back, or a little bit more. There's a lot of things that this offseason, it's going to be a crazy offseason. Uh, I think a lot crazier than we've seen uh, probably since yeah. we got since had the uh, 20, 2018, or I'm sorry, 2019, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. I, I mean, I don't, with Reynoso under contract for a couple more years, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see him leaving, but well, yeah, this is not, you, but I saw something. I saw something. What was it? I think uh listener, uh what's his name? Uh, Who's our game? Blake? Blake, 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 Blake. I think yeah. Blake put something on Twitter the other day saying, if there's a time to get rid of Renoso and make money on him, it is now because right. he's at that flexion, a flexion point where either keep him and ride him out to the rest of his years here and potentially have him go down in, in value, which is going to happen, or yeah. you trade him off and make some money and then go get some younger guys. Um, somebody had somebody had mentioned that uh tens can be still great uh when they're older because they're they're passing type of guys however ray is not just a passing guy ray is also a footwork guy yeah. so you yeah know, i got into yeah. it with somebody off of that thread <laughs> I, well i don't i mean i i don't know like, it was bad it was bad my <laughs> In my opinion, I mean, considering he's under a relatively friendly contract for this club, I, I just would hate to see them move on from, you know, one of the best tens in the league, you know, especially with MLS the way it is. I mean, it's not like you can sell him and, yeah, you get a bunch of cash, but, hey, we're in MLS here. You have a limited number of DPs, even if that does increase going into next season. You have a limited number of DPs. You have a salary cap. So you know, it's not like you can just sell him and get a bunch of future prospects. It doesn't necessarily work that way. I mean, it so could. I, it I, could think, I think that it's already on the FO's radar because bringing in a player like Caden Clark, who can play that role, and he's very young. Mm-hmm. I really, truly believe that the front office is well aware of what Blake was pointing out mm-hmm. and what I was supporting and got railed on by somebody. Um, <laughs> that he, we're, we're doing a disservice to Ray by not having a team that's truly committed to um, to taking his talents and complementing them to a point that gets us successful. Yep. We're not we're not that type of team, and I we probably never will be that type of team. 
because it, I don't think our owner is going to put out that type of money. No, it, it's I, I think be... that we're we're a small market team that's going to find a diamond in the rough. We're going to use him for a bit, and we're going to get rid of him when his his value is better. Like we see in all sorts of sports. It's going to be know. interesting next year, yeah, with Reynoso with a, you know at least a couple more years. I can't remember if he has an option or not, but Ray with a couple more years. Pookie has Pookie is under contract for twenty twenty four and not five, this, I believe. Oh, so, but it, I guess doesn't you know like Blake mentioned or David, you it doesn't necessarily mean they will be here, but it's gonna. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see who the who the next you know yeah uh, coach is and and and. You know, Mark Watson was let go as well. So it, it's going to things. I think I'm just wondering is, you know, the next uh, coach, are, is he going to have as much say over the, you know, decision making? Uh, it'll be really interesting to follow. At least we have an interesting offseason to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. With, I, I think a new hire coming in. I'm assuming the interim, interim manager right. will not be the head coach next year. I guess that could happen, but I, I, after I, last night, I hope not. Oh, <laughs> I right. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long shot, but I've actually seen this race situation before. And Dave, you've seen this race situation before play out in basketball with Kevin Garnett, you know, had a good run with KG, couldn't make it to the finals, ended up just going, okay, well, we got to just reset and yeah. And got rid of KG in our in his prime, and and, and I, that's the and way I it think, works. You know? I don't know how you felt, Tony, but like me knowing KG, I don't know him personally, but I mean knowing what oh, a yeah. kind of guy he was, I was really happy when Trust he me. ended up winning a, the finals yeah. with Boston. I mean, I, exactly I was right. happy for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And, but we were but we were sad when he left, Dave. We no, were of course, sad because of course, because he was that's like right. our our first superstar, right? So he was our first like guy, known league wide, MVP, everything. Ray's the same way league-wide, one of the best tens of the league. It's sad when you lose a guy like that. But on the flip side, at some point, you have to say, are we doing him a disservice for working. keeping him around? Right. It's not working for right. us. You know, yeah. we have to go younger. Yeah. We have to get some money out of that. And, that's and the way it, it you works. know, we see, this, we see this in baseball, too. I mean, we're, we're yeah. fans of small market teams. <clears throat> and you see it all the time. Where you hear the story of it is this team's year because there's no way in hell they're going to hang on to the players they have going into the next offseason. So they're going to unload some in the trade deadline midseason yep. next year because they have mm-hmm. to. And it's and so you you see a team like my Brewers. They did really well. They made the playoffs. They tanked it they're going to lose some players next season because they can't hang on to them. They just financially cannot do it. And they have to make sacrifices because they know they can't build a team around those players that are, that's going to be successful. It's, this is no different. I I guarantee the best option out of this is letting Ray go. Yeah. And And just like what happened, out of it. just like what happened a few years ago when Atlanta let uh, Miguel Almiron go to uh, yeah. to the Premier League, and look at him now he's he's playing for Newcastle and scoring a bunch of goals. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think money off that yeah. transfer, I think is the best. I think you're right, Dave. David, I think uh, uh, it's the best. It making a little money off of Reynoso is going to be the best. Uh, the best option for Minnesota. And, 
and let's just say they do. Let's just hypothetically, if it does, it might it might mean this team is is not is, is might go through a two or three year window where they don't make the playoffs again. But maybe if that move makes it better, say, and you got to have a long term view on this. If 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 they can rebuild and put together a team that could maybe compete in another three year plan, you know, maybe it's worthwhile. You know. Don't, we'll see. don't say that term ever again. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say I, to be fair, to come fourth, <laughs> we really, in the playoffs. We really, I mean, as Minnesota fans, we really have to get past the whole like keeping guys around for a long period of time, especially in soccer, right? Um, and that's our problem, you know. The Ramirez thing like pissed everybody off because oh my god, he's been here forever, blah blah blah. If, if they get rid of Ray, it's gonna piss him. He's been here forever, but this FO doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's a business, guys. It's yeah. a business. We're a small market team. Actually, the loons are like our middle of the pack in terms of what they pay That's out. True. So we're yeah. a mid-market right. team. But you have to look at guys like Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, we all gave them shit for like buying big guys and then getting to the finals and you know, winning all that shit. But they sell off guys constantly. They're always getting new guys in, getting them out, getting them in, getting them out to make this their team the best it can possibly be. And we can't it's for Minnesota fans, especially I think it's tough because we've seen this happen time and time again. Kevin Garnett's Frank Viola's Johan Santana's all those guys, you know, sold when they were in their prime because we didn't have the money to keep yeah. them. And, and that's just the way it works. Yeah. And it makes yeah. it more painful. I mean, we're as Minnesota fans or in some cases, Wisconsin fans, you guys don't have as, as or I shouldn't, you're not necessarily Wisconsin fans. You're, you're well, yeah, David, you are, but Packer fans, but it makes it a little more painful say when, you know, the loons played, you know, lost in the Western conference final. Cause you get to that point and it's not like you're this team. We never had envisioned it to be perennial, you know, title contenders. I don't think. Right. And it, it just makes it that much more painful when they get to that point and they can't finish it because right. you, you don't just assume, oh, we'll do it again next year. You know, you, we yeah. don't have that feeling. So Yeah, I, I think um, one of those things that is great about soccer, if well, and you see in baseball, too, um, if you have the right organization, you can create that pipeline of youth that can potentially pan out right yeah. mm -hmm. and it that is something we've never done and unfortunately wait or fortunately i should say we now have an opportunity to kind of change that right we do right? i mean it, now yeah. that we're getting new people in mm -hmm. we can start doing that but guess what you're not going to have a pipeline next year you're not going to have a pipeline in two years you're not going to have a pipeline in three years dave you pointed it out it might be two, three years, four years before we ever see the playoffs again. It but could be. <laughs> if you do it right, you know, five years from now, when we're still doing this podcast, and yeah, for God knows what reason, um, we <laughs> we we might actually be talking about a playoff team mm -hmm. that is mid twenties that we developed a few homegrown players. We brought in some players and we're sustaining ourselves enough to be successful. Could right? be, like could, Dallas. Maybe, like maybe Dallas. we can be, well, and that's yeah. What, yeah. That's what Dallas is the, a great story. I mean, Dal yeah. Dallas is interesting. They've had, you know, a couple off years, um, but yeah, they, but 
they yeah their homegrown talent is so good it's been year after year at least it makes them competitive and i the other yeah. thing we have going for for if you know if we're talking from a minnesota point of view here is you know 65 percent almost of the teams make the playoffs so you know a chip in a chair is what they say so you, you, you know with nine teams out of 14 making the playoffs you know if you can get in who knows you can get hot at the right time you don't have sure. to give up but well before we move on guys i will say this if caden clark becomes a superstar holy shit homegrown guy becoming a superstar i mean that's a minnesota that's a joe mauerish type of story right there right yeah. i mean that's, and it's that's possible a, i mean it's, it's very possible, possible. he's he went to Europe for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah right. There, there, there was, there's potential there. It's it hasn't, and you played for one of the best teams in Germany too. Yeah, Leipzig. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, how it, how it's, how the, how that story progressed. How we lost him, and mm-hmm. he's going to be coming back and assuming playing for this club next year mm-hmm. in 2024. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's a that's a start, right? Now, I got into it with that guy on Twitter. He was saying that you know we've got a lot of young players that are are in the um, attacking front that could be good. We do have a lot of young players. He failed to point out that almost all of them are forwards. In fact, <laughs> all of them are forwards. So that's a problem, right? We didn't. Mm-hmm. We're starting to generate some youth, but they're literally all the same position. Yeah. So it, it's not like super helpful because we don't have a defined youth program to do anything with. And that's, yeah. that's what Adrian Heath liked. And so oh, we have a bunch of forwards. Yeah. You know, here, here's the, the thing. Uh, the hiring of the, of the technical director, all the more important um, I, for, I, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we let Mark Watson go. He, he definitely didn't do the greatest things for the youth program, which is why we need to get some someone better yeah. and and hire better scouts. You know, it's we. I mean, we we got good players, but not, but not no. None of them have ever really panned out to be homegrown superstars here. So. Yeah, is he still a scout? I, no, I believe he's. Uh, well, he's got. I'm talking. He's got to be oh. gone. I think. They didn't, right? well, well, they didn't. I mean, they did. They certainly didn't announce that he was gone, but they right. didn't. That announce was. His, is firing but... complete complete nepotism here, there i mean come here, on get here, rid of that here's something and this kind of leads into what we're talking about I'm just seeing a tweet from jeremy rushing um formerly soda soccer but like minnesota m and usd are going to have one of the most dangerous front lines in mls next year from a personal personnel standpoint striker timu puki cam emmanuel reynoso left wing bongi right wing robin lude that's I find that interesting. He didn't even mention Caden Clark, and he mentions Robin Lude. I mean, what do you do? You think Robin Lude will be back here next year? I oh, mean, I, I guess with, he, with Pookie, I think he will. Here, yeah. he with will Pookie, be. I think he will. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that it's. I referred to I referred to Lude as a Lude problem because you have Lude who performs best on the right, and you have Bongi mm-hmm. who's performing well on the right, and you could move Lud to a role that he's done okay in. You know, he did okay in holding midfield. That's not his best position though, right? You're not you're using him out of position to to fill a role. Wouldn't it be better to bring in somebody that's actually that role as opposed to that? But then you've got Lud out. So what do you do? Do you move him to the left? Because Franco's contract is up this year. Mm. So is Franco coming back? Because if he's not coming back, then you need somebody on the left. 
But we've seen how Lud plays on the left or has played on the left. So yeah. is Lud really fit for the left? So I think there is a problem there. Well, I also I... think that saying Pookie is going to be potent next year is a stretch. We really just – we don't have any idea what Pookie's going to do next year. He scored four goals against the worst defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. And – it was only in 10 or sorry, 13 appearances, 10 starts. I think that's what it was. Um, mm-hmm. So he's never done more than a 0.55 goal 90 in a full season. So obviously 10 goals in his thousand minutes was, he was at like 0.95 goal 90 this season. I just don't think that you want to put all your eggs in the pookie basket. I mean, I'm going to say it over and over. He's going to be 34 in March. Okay. He he shows some he shows better skill than what we have in our other forwards right now. But he's going to be 34 in March. He has not played a full season with us. Play, defenses don't necessarily know how to play against him. They're going to have a full season now where they and they've got some tape on him. They, I mean, not that they didn't have tape for the Premier League and all that so championship and all that, but I mean, like MLS tape, you can't assume, make any assumptions about Pookie and what he's going to do for next season. Well, could Bongi, I think, is another big question mark because Bongi wasn't that great last season. He had a, probably considered a breakout year this year, but yep. he's there's no consistency. We don't know what's going to happen next. I think. Next year is still a question mark. Now, the next year, I think we're going to have a really good idea in 25 what, of what he is. But right now, I just don't think you can make assumptions that we're going to have this poke attack because you just don't know quite what's going to come out of what we have right now. Yeah. And uh, I think, like I said, Lud is kind of a placeholder right now for some younger guys coming up, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see how it comes back from injury, but that's we got all offseason to talk about that, guys. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so in case everybody doesn't know, Loon's lost 3 3 1, not in the playoffs. Fucking A, Johnny Russell. Wait, are we still talking about the match? Okay, yeah, no, I was we, gonna say, we, yeah, we went off in tangent. I feel like but, we covered okay. the match for like 30 seconds and then just moved yeah. on to yeah. the future, <laughs> yeah, future shit. Uh, Let's move on to some soccer history. Connor, you got some soccer history tonight? Um, you know I do, but it's uh, it's another decision day uh kind of uh it's another decision decision day. Not not a, as big of a disaster as it was last night, but um yeah. you know, it was our first decision decision day. It was on October 22nd, which is today in 2017 when we went to San Jose and mm-hmm. played against them. They needed a win to get into the, um, in into the uh, into the playoffs that year. So, and they I think they needed a little bit of help too. Uh, but um, we gave them a run for their money that year. We went to the Avaya Stadium on October twenty second, twenty seventeen, and it looks like they scored first by way of Danny Hosen, which I believe who I believe still plays for them. I think, I I could be wrong about that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I remember that was a guy who always, uh, always 
used to score against us. He was he was quite the thorn in our side. And then uh, 21 minutes later, our good friend Jerry Tison um, uh, equalized for Minnesota United. And it was one of the finest strikes I've ever seen from a defender, that's for sure. Uh, if you guys go back and look at the highlights, it's a beautiful, beautiful curling shot into the top corner. And uh, then uh, it goes into the half 1-1. Ten minutes after halftime, Chris Wondolowski puts San Jose up again in the 55th minute. And I think this is a couple years before he broke Landon Donovan's record, but he got one of his many MLS goals. Fast forward to the 80, 81st minute. Who scores to put us back on terms? Francisco Calvo um, <laughs> scores the last goal of the season. Another def- another time when the def- a defender scores the last goal of the season, just like Boxy last night. Sorry, Boxy. And, yep. And uh, so that was the 81st minute. And then to send San Jose to the playoffs, Marco Urena scores a 90 plus three. And San Jose mm-hmm. ended up getting the sixth seed. The sixth and the last seed, by the way, there was there was no oh. seventh, eighth, or ninth seed back then. Man. So that's your history for the day, guys. Decision day yeah. in the inaugural season for Minnesota United. Ish. Of course, didn't make the playoffs that year either. That was one of our <laughs> worst years. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. But uh, was that TSO goal the one that he ended up doing the like snapshot celebration? Like he had this so, thing where he would he would go up and do this to his face like he was taking a picture. I think so. Yeah, I I, I was I haven't. I and then the Calvo goal was that the one that he literally took from all the way back in no, in our our half, and he did like a little spin move in the box, and then ended up scoring no, a goal. I, that one was just a headed goal. I think I think it was okay. just a cross in and and headed into the in into the net, but. Um. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was it. And I don't have the vi- that was the I don't have the video in front of me. So it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was a headed goal. Maybe I'm thinking of a different different match. Because yeah, I know Tison scored like two goals for us. Um, but uh, one of them was a beauty, and I'm pretty sure it was this one. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's your history for the day, guys. Fantastic. There you go. Uh. Quick out here, guys. One quick uh, funny story. Well, it's funny, but I guess it is funny, but a little weird. Uh, Ex-Missouri teacher who ditched classroom for OnlyFans has no regrets and has made nearly a million bucks. So this came out uh, about two weeks ago, guys. A former Missouri teacher who resigned after school administrators found out about her OnlyFans account told Fox News Digital she's made close to a million dollars selling stuff on OnlyFans. Brianna Kopich, 28, was an English teacher at St. Clair High School on the outside of St. Louis and was placed on leave before ultimately resigning once administrators discovered her racy side hustle. Kopich, who made $42,000 working as a teacher, said she used OnlyFans to make extra money that would help her pay off student loans from her advanced degrees. She said she started just to supplement her income from her student loans. Uh, she was placed on leave in September after meeting with two school administrators who received reports about her OnlyFans account. They specifically said they got a report from an adult in the Sullivan School District, and they asked, do I have any other income streams like outside of teaching? And she said, yes, I have an OnlyFans. 
that's how long I had been doing it. And if, if I was doing it on my own time or anything at school, which I told them no, uh, coach said her work on OnlyFans was completely separate from her professional life at school. The superintendent had recently notified that an employee may have posted inappropriate media on one or more internet sites. Uh, so she's now one of the platform's most top creators, raking a million dollars to be on her account over the summer. And this is what she originally, when this story came out, Gabs, a couple weeks ago, she said she was making about actually $10,000 a month uh, yeah. from this site. But now she's raking in a shitload because everybody's found out about it. And she's uh, not too bad in the eyes, let me tell you. I, I haven't seen it. I mean, I you know, for what it's worth, I don't know how you guys feel mm-hmm. about it, but obviously to each their own, do whatever you want, be on OnlyFans. Yeah. But, yeah. but, and the yeah. big but is here, though, if you're a teacher, I don't know if she's a high school teacher, elementary school, whatever. High school. High school. Yeah. yeah. The big yeah. but is, mm-hmm. though, I'm not saying she has a big but. I'm just saying the big but. Big is butts, because she's <laughs> a teacher of presumably, you know, you know, obviously students, like there is. There is something there, though. You know, can you do that and that? Like, honestly, it doesn't feel like that's appropriate um, without saying. uh, You know what I'm saying? I'm saying to each their own. You should be able to do if you want to do OnlyFans, you do OnlyFans. But if you are a teacher of students, Mm -hmm. perhaps that shouldn't be. I think I do too. Yeah. Because you know, in this day and age, somebody in that classroom or another classroom is going to get access to that website and they're going to see those photos and they're going to yep. share them with their friends and their friends and their friends, you know, so. Well, and not to yeah. mention a parent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about, think about what a parent could do if they got mm-hmm. all of that information. Yeah. And I mean, well, they could, they could blackmail, get their kids better grades, might do right. things to get their kids better grades. We just, we just now, we just, yeah, exactly. We just had this uh, come up in Minneapolis with a police officer, a woman police officer in Minneapolis uh, has been accused of doing this, uh, even though she that, says that she did. She, she what? No? I'm just saying been, sorry, it has been accused. But I'm well, saying that. But I yeah. like, hey, uh, uh, you know, assuming if you can, if like this teacher, if you can switch over and only do OnlyFans as your career, great. But I mean, if you're an engineer, if you're a te- if you're a police officer, maybe mm-hmm. if you're a police officer, maybe you should be allowed to be, you know, have an OnlyFans account. Come on, that's my thing. It's like it's uh, my know, thing. With where do you the draw the line? I guess I don't know. Well, and and you know, if you're so scared about having people recognize you, wear a freaking mask. You know, <laughs> right, yeah, they're sure. not looking. At, sure. They're not looking at your face. Okay, it's just that's well, not what they're looking at. And Dave, yeah. back to your original argument. You know, I think. You had you just asked where you draw the line. Well, you know you're you're teaching kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty solid line to draw. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that a I don't think that a police officer mm-hmm. or a firefighter or a surgeon or whatever. Uh, I mean, hell, even a politician or something like that. I don't think that they're doing any job that you know. This can terribly compromise if they're open about it, if they're open about it and they're okay with it. But like, I think, I just think that whole teaching immature minds having influence. I mean, you already got these issues with teacher kids relationships popping up here and there. 
So when I, I you think... say when you say the word job, what do you mean there, David? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Whoa. No. I mean we're not talking about only don't, yeah. don't yeah. say no don't don't <laughs> say don't say politician. Because right. remember, Anthony Weiner uh exposed himself numerous times and yeah. That's my point. I had a very awkward conversation with my parents about this. Um <laughs> about Anthony Weiner? Yeah. And it, oh, I what? my parents are very conservative. They were mm-hmm. appalled by this. And I was like, mm-hmm. look, I'm like, why do I care if my House of Representative or assembly mm-hmm. person is doing something like that? I don't, I don't care. The reality is, is they're probably a lot of them are doing that kind of thing. It's just mm-hmm. reality. I was like, I do not care. I don't think that says anything about them beyond like what they can and cannot do in their job. I just don't care. But I'm with Dave. I think teaching, it's just a whole new realm. It's just a lot of, you, you know, off-limits stuff there. Um, I was going to say, I never had any, a teacher that looked like this one back when I was in high school. Let me tell you that much. I mean, come on. I Some had a kids. teacher in high school. That yeah. like that. Well, you were lucky then. Never had anybody like that. I, I'm Ever. pretty sure there were a couple of guys in my biology class that studied a lot more than what? biology. I'm completely <laughs> blanking. <laughs> I'm completely honest. I'm completely blanking. What is that movie? It's uh, fo- a f- high school football team in Texas. Oh, uh, James Vanderbeet. Varsity Vars- yeah. Blues. Varsity Blues. Where there's yeah, teachers where they- a stripper. Yeah, the teacher's yeah, a stripper. Yeah. yeah. See, you know, yeah. everybody laughed at it, you know, 20 years ago. It was no problem, but you know, it's a little different yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, it, she's doing something trying to support herself. I get it. And you guys are right. She's a she's a teacher. She should be doing that shit. She can say all she wants, it's on my own time, and it's my personal life. But... It is. I mean, I guess I guess the fact is, you know, employers maybe going forward are just gonna have to have that in their con, you know, when when right. an employee signs a contract, yeah, they're, right. they're just going to have to be like, hey, you cannot do this or this or that. And that's just the way. Maybe this can open a broader discussion of an attractive teacher should be making enough money as a teacher to not and, have to do this. Ah, there you and go. again, that's been brought up on this point numerous times. You're making $42,000 coming out of school with a couple of degrees. Your student loans are through the roof. Why aren't teachers making more? You know? Right. Right. I mean, they are teaching yeah. our young kids, and they get a lot of shit from everybody. Yeah. You know, they deal with they kids, they deal with parents, hours. and they work. Well, then I get the whole people like, well, they have a whole summer off. It's like, yeah, they deserve a whole fucking summer off, dude. Yeah, I, guess I mean, they just worked um, ninety hours a week. Know, exactly right. So, yeah. So that's uh, hopefully she. Uh, you know, obviously she's on the road to uh, riches doing this thing yeah. for the next. 10 years. Yeah. And maybe she found her niche now. Maybe this is like, hey, I was a teacher, but now I'm making a million dollars uh showing my 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 bits, you know. But I yeah. can do that, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, guys, that's funny story for the night. Before we get out of here, we will be off next week. Uh, we will come back hopefully in two weeks to do our annual um, awards of the year for the lemon season. Uh, talk about uh, who was the best, who was the worst, 
all that type of shit. Alexi Gomez. Alexi Gomez award Gomez for worst player. Right. And the tough one this year. Tough one. And may- maybe we no. can talk about the MLS Cup playoffs. I don't know if you guys have any favorited mm. team, you know, who you're rooting for for the rest of the way. I probably don't. I'll I'll try, you know, I don't I'm know rooting if for Messi. <laughs> well, we right. can... Well, I speaking of Evan, yes, no, wait till next year. That, speaking, that did speaking, not, no, no, did no, not go no, I only say that because I've heard people say that that's what they're going to do. And it's like, wait a second. You need yeah. to pay a little bit more attention to actual reality than mm-hmm. just the player because you're yeah. not going to be doing that. Speaking of the playoffs, well, but in two weeks, will they even be done with the first round yet? Because it isn't three um, games. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Home, yeah. home away home. You know, it, yeah. No. Yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid. It's dumbest, um, dumbest, dumbest thing ever. So dumb. I was ex- yeah. I was explaining this whole uh, home away home thing to Jed, my guy at uh, Quick Trip. I see in the mornings every morning. He's uh, he started getting into the Minnesota uh, United this year. And if he's still listening, hi Jed. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, and I was explaining how stupid it was. It's like the well, stupidest the, shit. I mean, it's like it's all, is, it's all money. It's all money though. It's all well. Money. It's money, and it they're trying money. to make they're trying to make MLS more like. American sports, where you at least have dumb. a three game three game series, or you know, or two. Well, you know, but, I mean, who said American sports was? A, how, who says that was a good idea? I, I, I don't. Football sports. is also American sports, where they play off with less than One. half the uh, half the teams. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. For the record, I mean, we've all said we don't like it. I definitely don't like it. I mean, I I was. I didn't mind. You know what? It wasn't that long ago they did the home and home. You know, two game series. I, at least most yeah. of the way. I, I didn't. Well, and have I feel like didn't they stop that because no one liked it? Yeah, yeah probably. No. So yeah, um, probably. It, it does make things interesting, but it's just it's too many games to play. You know, and already yeah. a condensed yeah. season end of the year. We've also we'll, we've said this before, so yeah. I'm gonna stop. And we'll get it. We'll, we'll get into that in two weeks. It, it there has been some um, cries from the players that the, the season. And, it's too condensed still, and it's it's well, and too I, many games are happening. Honestly, I wasn't a fan. Like, I don't mind. I, I like the idea of a playing game. I kind of like that, uh, but I don't like how then it goes to best of three for that next round. And then, fortunately, I guess you almost have to. Then it goes to the straight knockout. But I, I, I'm not a fan of uh, diluting the playoffs. I'd rather see it still at seven, where half the teams make the playoffs and half the teams don't. I mean, I, that's what I'd like to see, but I doubt we'll ever get back to that at this point. So right. money, 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 Tony, like you mentioned. Money, money, money. But money, to, money. to answer your question, I guess I'll I'll be a quote-unquote homer and support Orlando mm. since uh, oh, Miami's okay. not in it. And that's fair. I'm in Florida, might as well. I will not support anybody. I refuse to support SKC. <laughs> uh, I refuse I refuse to support... Uh, and the LA teams, I just, I'm not gonna, I don't give a shit. You, know, I, you have I, a poster, you have a poster of Johnny Russell on the back oh. of your bedroom door. <laughs> Fuck that. No, I hate him. I hate that guy. Terrible. I think so. it'd be absolutely great though if the MLS Cup final were both the number one seeds this year, which are Cincinnati and St. Louis. I think that'd be a that'd really be nice. nice change. Up. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, mind seeing St. Louis making a run mm-hmm. and see if they if they can do it but uh i don't know they're, they're gonna they have a tough road you know they ultimately they might have to face you know seattle or an lafc or even a houston team that's looking pretty strong right now so yeah it's gonna be well, west is guys, the top the top of the west is pretty tough right now yeah 
guys, you know, that, I mean, it makes, I mean, Sporting KC, they, if they win their game, it's an all Missouri matchup again. It's a rivalry oh, game. That, oh, that would be but, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be so, another opportunity for the MLS to make money there. Mm-hmm. Big rivalry. Right. Be the uh, I, what is it? Is it the I 70 series? I 70, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I 70 right, was when the Cardinals played the Royals back in the 80s. Yeah. It was the I 70 series. That, that's yeah. right. Because it's mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, if even numbered uh, interstates run east and west and odd run north and south. So the I 70 right. makes it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're done complaining for the night. Uh, so for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Go wait. Go, yeah, Go yeah. playoffs. We're done. Off season. There's always Yay. next year. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>